And what's going on, all you cleat heads out there? Lazio closer here for another episode of the Kicking Cleats. So, guys, what's going on? I hope everybody's having a great and fabulous day. Monday, family day. So, I hope everyone out there is having a great family day. Uh, I'm going to be covering everything from Serie A, Premier League, League 1, Bundesliga. And we're going to be talking about a little bit of the early whispers transfers that will be going on right here, right now at the Kicking Cleats. All right, guys, so we're going to start off with Bologna and Benevento. Uh, Bologna <laughs> FC tying with Benevento. Kind of a boring game. I didn't really, I kind of shut it off midway. I was like, man, it's kind of getting boring. Like, what's going on? Like, obviously, it was a little bit of a scrappy match between the two sides, but uh, again, they just share the point. Torino and Genoa, 0 0. Again, I got to give props to Genoa. Um, another tie, picking up another point. Last week, they beat. You know, Napoli, they're on a hot streak right now. Destro, I've said it again. I think he's going to go to a, a, a top, maybe top six, top seven team next season. I can see him going to Sassuolo, kind of uh, backing them up in, in the attack kind of formation there. I think he's doing great. I don't think he's going to stay in Genoa. If he keeps his form up, uh, again, I don't think see him in Genoa. I think he's going to go into a top seven uh, team, top six, top five, whatever. Uh, having said that, I think he's going to be called up for the national team. We need all the help that we can get for these uh, Euros coming up. So again, kudos to Genoa and uh, let's hope they stay up, which I'm sure they will for this season. Uh, Sampdori in Fiorentina. I-, I don't know what's going on Fiorentina, guys. I think Prendelli is kind of, he's trying his best here, but I don't think he's going to last the full season or never, nevertheless next season. The president needs to kind of pull up his Katsini here and just instead of blowing smoke up everybody's ass, he's really got to sit down with the coach and the players and everybody, even with the technical staff, and say, listen, we need to figure out another formula here. We need to stop bringing in these big, bigger signings and, and stuff like that. And then we don't use them or utilize them or, you know, we use them for a season and they're out of here. You know, Kevin Prince, Boateng being an example Frank Ribery being uh, maybe another example. Maybe there's been links of him going to uh, Mazza and City B, which that would be a crazy signing. Baltelli, Kevin Prince, and Ribery in the front three, that would be killer. That would be like the nonno attack of front threes, like craziness. It would be, be nuts. So uh, Fiorentina, I think this season's a write-off for them. Obviously, I don't think they're going to qualify for Europe or anything like that. So it's kind of back to the drawing board. I think they get to strip the whole team inside and out and uh, and go from there and see what happens. Uh, Atlanta with a really tight, tight win uh, against Cagliari. I just, I don't know. I'm looking at this Atlanta and I just, without Papu, yeah, okay, they're winning games, but they just feel and look, aside from the Coppa Italia win against Napoli, okay, I mean, they looked pretty good and they beat. But with the CDA games, I, I just, I don't know. They just look a little lost without their captain. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. The coach and the owner was giving a hard time. He was trying his all-time best to stay at the team. He loves the club. Maybe he'll come back as a a coach in the future or a technical director or something. He, you know, we're, this, this isn't the last we're hearing from Papo Gomez in Atlanta. So I just unfortunately, wrong place, wrong time. Um, Atlanta picking up the, the three points and they move on to their nat- ne- next match there. Sassuolo beating Croutons, a.k.a. Crotone 2-1. Uh, 
They're kind of getting back on the horse now. They've been kind of having some shaky, you know, matches here and there. Losing some, picking up, you know, points that they should have won, etc., etc. Uh, and Verona and Parma 2-1. Verona, I think these guys, if they push hard enough, I think they, they might hit that European spot. Who knows? I think it's a little early to say. But they're playing really good football, really good footy. The chemistry is amazing. You look at these guys play and they're really smooth, very tight. Less mistakes than all these other teams out here. And uh, again, I think these guys are going to go pretty much in Europe spot. If hoping, if everything works well in their favor. Let's touch base on the big, big games over the weekend. We're going to start off with the Napoli-Juventus, which this game saved Catuzzo's fucking culo. Saved him. If he would have lost this game, he would have been in the hot seat for sure. As you guys know, my last episode, I was kind of going through the whole Catuzzo deal. He's going to get sacked. I think he should, you know, coach Fiorentina Parma. Uh, you know, these smaller teams to kind of earn his stripes back up. A lot of people have been saying that he should go coach in CDB. I mean, I say no, he should rule him, rule him out that quick. But when you look at the this team and this game right here, I, starting with Juventus, there's times where, I mean, this game could have gone either way. They could have went, again, with the win with Napoli, which it did, or it could have went with Juventus being 3-1, 4-1. They had a lot of chances almost you know close calls here and there for Juventus there but some times where they're really sloppy like with Ronaldo with these overhead kicks and coming in there sloppy and trying to tap in the goal I mean Chiesa proving me wrong I think Chiesa is, is a good piece he's found his kind of ground right now at Juventus at Turin obviously they're gonna you know release uh activate the clause and, and buy him on the full and everything like that I think he's amazing on the wing he sets everything up pretty great when it comes to the penalty it's 50 50 and i'm going to explain why as a defender technically you should be knowing where you're throwing your hands Kellini is a is a type of guy we all know he's a fighter toucan sam likes to throw his hands he likes to throw his mitts around as as clumsy as he can be he likes to fight he's an aggressive guy he's a captain he's a leader it, it, it happens from time to time when he wears your armband or not now, another thing, in his defense, I mean, he was a little ahead. The guy was behind him. The force of motion and the, the kind of instincts of a player, kind of having your arms like that when you jump up, I mean, it's it happens, right? It just happens. And the guy, the Napoli, the player there was at the right place at the right time. He got clipped in the face, and, and there you go. So, obviously, not being a, a right-away call, which is okay. I mean, there's only so much the ref can do. Uh, that's why there's fucking Varfanculo there. You had to go back, check it out, and then, you know, it was the penalty. So, in my opinion, as, as much as I hate this, and it's eating me from the inside, as much as I, I hate and despise Juventus, I don't think it was a pen. I don't think it was a pen. It's just, again, a defender should know where he, he was putting his body, where his hands... But again, like Kalin doesn't have eyes at the back of his head, right? So, but I I am happy that Napoli won again. This saved Gattuso's asshole. Like it saved him so much. And I'm digging the whole Jack Pearson stash that Gattuso's digging right now. That the fucking you know, Nono Giuseppe kind of it's it's good. I think you should keep that. Um. So yeah, good good game for Napoli. You know, top five right now, kind of fighting for that year Champions League spot. Hoping and praying that Martins, you know, makes an impact, comes back, and, and see if they can finish off the, the league right. 
Moving on to Spezia and Milan. Wow, what a game. What a game for Spezia and Milan. I mean, just in time with the new owners coming in. You know, Spezia kicking ass. 2-0 over Milan. You look at the shots. 17 shots against Milan 7. Shots on target. 4. Milan 0. Zero shots on target for Milan. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mario Magrucic's header. That was kind of, eh. Didn't really count. Uh, Milan dominating on possession though, 44% against Spezia's 46%. But I mean, if you look through the the whole stats and everything, Spezia are just checking all the boxes here. It's just nuts. And I gotta say, I gotta praise this kid one more time. I've been praising this kid since the beginning of time. You know, land before time with the fucking star leaves and whatnot. Agadula, this kid, he's a fucking bulldog on steroids. And if the Roadrunner, so if you get the Roadrunner from me, me, you know, from Looney Tunes, and you get Agadula together, poof. I mean, sorry, the Roadrunner and the Bulldog, and you get Agadula. And I, I just, I gotta say, this kid is great. Even though he's not scoring a lot of goals, he's just, he wears the the number eighty like Ronaldinho. He gets in there, he doesn't care how big the player is. He gets there, gets the ball off them chucks the ball down the field he knows how to get in the wing he knows how to get in the center he just sets up great plays in tight spots he's like kind of like a a, a brandella you know kind of reminds me of that right so i'm predicting that he's going to go to a, a top five top four club this season or even sassuolo which is they're in sixth and seventh place i think he's going to go to bigger club this season i know spets are going to try their very best very best to hold them down I think these new owners are going to do everything and anything. You know, probably going to throw them like a new George Foreman grill or buy them a new, you know, cantina, a house, something. A limited supply of Nutella, something to keep this guy on the squad because he's just playing great football. And uh, again, big clubs, you guys should be looking at this kid. It's just crazy, crazy, crazy. So moving on to the next uh, game we got here, we've got Lazio and Inter. Come on, guys, let's be real here. I I knew <laughs> Milan right away, right when the Milan lost to Spezia, potentially losing their spot at the time of the top spot. All my Milan friends were messaging me saying, "You guys better do something. You're gonna need to help us. You know, do us a favor, toss us the you know the draw, the L, something or towards Inter." And I'm thinking, okay, guys, first of all, what the fuck? It's Inter, right? Yeah, we're having a hot form. You know, I think it was five games unbeaten or something like that. But it's Inter. We've had bad luck with Inter in the past. But this was like more than bad luck. This was kind of like a, a, a slaughter. Lazio did put up s somewhat of a fight. But, I mean... Fuck, fuck you, Milan. Like, wh why should we give you the, you know, like you guys beat our ass in, in, in the last minutes and stuff like that. We'll try to to help you, but like it's not guaranteed. So, again, uh, I mean, uh, Milan to ask Lazio to win, that was a little too much to ask for. We, like, listen, we tried, man. Like, honestly, I'm not going to give no excuse that for the penalty. I'm going to say, again, everyone thinks I'm going to be fucking Judas or something. That should have been a pen. That should have been a pen. I don't care what anybody says. If you look at the tape, forget about the front. Look at the back. So if you look at Wesley Hollett's foot, it's already wrapped around Martinez's leg before anything. So, I mean, if anybody's going to give me shit, look look at it. Look at the picture. Zoom in. 
Forget about the front. That's what a lot of people think of the front, the front, front. No, look at the back too. Look at the back legs. Look how the heel works or the the, the back leg wrap around the, the other back leg or the front leg. You always got to look at the, the back too. Look at the whole picture. But you got to say too, like Wesley Hollett's hair stood in one place. His hair was perfect. I don't know what these players looking like GQ models, but like, holy shit. It's like, come on, man. You got to look that good for a game. Like, I think he did the penalty on purpose to look good. He's like, oh, look at my hair. Like, you know, but I'm kidding. Uh, again, it's just, it should have been a penalty. It is a penalty. Savage with the with the one goal, but just, they're just hammering us on the field. Hammering us. Lukaku, Hussein Bolt. What's the difference there? I don't fucking know. But this guy was running circles out with everybody. Beast. He's just a beast. Like, I've got nothing bad to say about Ronnie even Martinez too I think if these guys keep it up they might cause the upset they might get the city as much as I hate to say this I want Milan to win I've always said this I want Milan to win but I mean if if Milan kind of pick up these sloppy games and and not go for those three points it's it's going to be a nightmare it's going to be a nightmare and again back to Milan for a little bit I'm going to see this again guys Magdzucic and Zlatan Ibrahimovic cannot play together. Point proven. They cannot play. You see them on the field. Nothing against ego. They weren't fighting or anything like that. They just can't play. Now, they could prove me wrong and keep playing together for game in and game out. But right now, as it stands, they can't play together. So, for all those people that gave me shit before saying, Oh, well, no, they're going to play together. Mario's going to give in to Zlatan. It's not about ego, guys. It's just they cannot play together. It's it, they just it can't. It's not like a a, a drug buy in Torres situation, which that was kind of a nightmare at first. But they seem to find you know ways to play with each other here and there, which I don't think they even played together here. Like you know what I mean? But that's a different story. Uh, so I mean, you look at the stats here. The shots were kind of. Similar, I mean, Lazio with 14, Inter with 12, Lazio dominating possession, but at the end of the day, it just, it's with the goals. The goals count everything. So, with Lukaku with the pens, Martinez with the goal, I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy. It's just nuts, and again, Lukaku with the running is just amazing. Good, good stuff for, for Inter. Congratulate them with the, with the three points, and um, on to the next one, right? We're going to talk about uh, Roma and Undinese. Uh, for this game, I mean, coming in, I didn't think that Roma were going to have an issue. I thought Udinese were going to put up somewhat of a fight. Um, but Jordan Vendut, oh my God, went out. He, that guy's amazing. Honestly, get that kid. I think he should get, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. You should give this kid the armband. Forget about Cristante. Forget about Zeko. I know Zeko is he's put in another request to get the armband. I think it was denied. And I think he's doing it again. He he wants it bad, but I think give it to this guy. This guy's a leader in the midfield. He's a leader in the whole team. He he helps everybody out. He makes sure that no player is left behind. He makes sure that he's just there and when he's there, he scores the goals. And it's just it's nuts. And Pedro, too. Got to congratulate him. Coming off and score, banging in that goal. He scored a goal in a reverse fixture as well. Roma's looking solid. And if if Roma continue this, they could hit. They could surpass Milan. I don't think they'll win the Scudetto. 
But I mean, if you keep on going and Milan again are just picking up and these shitty dicey draws or losses, you're looking at 2010 Rome over here when they're in second and with the Luca Toni shit, right? So that's what it is. I gotta say though, DePaul, fuck you, big fuck you for Rodrigo DePaul. What a hog ass! What a fucking hog ass! This guy, I mean, with that ball with Delafeu. After he getting the failure, getting the ball, almost getting that goal. Goalkeeper coming out, deflecting it, and then just as the ball's coming down, Lopez just chips it. Okaka's right there, dude. What are you doing? Like I could tell, Okaka was pissed. There was several times with Okaka was uh, Okaka was wide open, and just DePaul just blasts it, or he just thinks about himself. Like that's a shitty thing to do, man. Like you're a captain. Set example. We all know you want to leave. We get it, man. Okay? Stop being a Jew on the field. Okay? Reschedule all your bar mitzvahs. Stick to the team. You're going to leave. It's inevitable. You're not going to stay. We know. You know. You might go to Liverpool, Leeds. We get it. For right now, be a team player. Stop thinking about yourself. Okay? That's my kind of my little bit of rant. I, I just, I fucking hate seeing that. When you see, especially a captain. Like, you're, you're a captain. Set example. Like, unbelievable, guys. So, anyways, let's go move on to the Prem. Um, also, I just want to congratulate Merit. Uh, I think he got the man of the match for the Napoli game. He was just amazing. Uh, he was like a wall. So, again, uh, quick congratulations for Merit. Uh, outstanding, outstanding, outstanding uh, performance from him. All right, so let's start off with the... Boom, 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 boom. Leicester City and Liverpool. Guys, what the hell is going on with Liverpool. It broke my heart. Guys, literally, it broke my, I was almost crying. Like, it broke my heart seeing that interview with Klopp when that, again, inter interviewers and reporters are fucking idiots. Not all of them, but nine times out of ten, they say the most dumbest, ask the most dumbest questions ever. So, um, it was along the lines of the reporter asking Klopp, um, are you, is it safe to say that you can see, you're conceding the title? Like, what the fuck? Are you fucking high, dude? Like, what is your issue? You moron. You absolute moron. Look at the table. Of course, Liverpool is losing the title. Of course, they're going to lose the title. And you ask that to a defeated Klopp? And the way that... Just the the destroying of his face... Just... It, it broke my heart seeing Klopp's face when he, when he responded to that question. He just... Why he was wiping his, he wasn't crying, but he was just kind of like wiping his eyes, just kind of looking down and says, took a big breath in, and he says, yeah, yeah, we're conceding the title. And kudos to him for being a big sport and staying there and not walking away from the interview. I got to congratulate him. I've always been a fan of Klopp. I've always said that he should come to Serie A. I don't care what team he, he coaches. If it's Inter, Juve, I just want him there. I just want him behind the sidelines and just kind of yelling and screaming in German and English and Italian. Nine, nine, Fugen, Pasta Fajoli's Fagen. You know what I mean? It would just be great. So, just looking at the game, Liverpool had some magic there, but I mean, I don't know. They were just kind of falling apart. Firmino with that kind of backheel pass to Salah with the goal. Mwah, stupendous! It was, it was really great. But again, with with everything else and and um, I mean Vardy, just a fucking beast, man. That guy is a. B 
beast on the field. Just crazy. And it's funny because he uses that kind of diet. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but he uses, uh, he drinks fortified wine. Uh, what was it? Fortified wine and a Red Bull before going to bed or something like that. And then he gets up, has another glass of fortified wine, has another Red Bull. I think it, it all comes down to he has like four Red Bulls a day, I think, and like three glasses of the fortified wine. And he's buzzing. And I, I just don't know how this guy has, you know, not died of a heart attack. It's crazy. So keep keep on doing the good work. Madison being amazing with that uh, that free kick, with that set piece there, which it was called offside. I don't think it was. Uh, it was tight. It was close. I don't think it was, though. I mean, kudos for, for Leicester. This team, all in all, Leicester City, for being third place right now, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. They remind me of the 2016 Leicester, but even better. I mean, if things were kind of going on more on their side and City was kind of having difficulties, they would have won the Prem for sure again. For sure. For sure. Um. So, so yeah, 3-1 for, for Leicester City. Um, moving on, Burnley Crystal Palace, 3-0 for Burnley. Brighton Austin Villa, a 0-0 draw, which caught me off surprise. I was really hoping Austin Villa to win this match. Uh, just because of their heart, hot form, the chemistry is killer on the on the field. Brighton causing some upsets this season for sure. I just feel like Austin Villa had the edge, but unfortunately it didn't go that way. Wolves finding their form, 2-1 against Southampton. West Brom and Man United 1-1. West Brom to the rescue. It's funny, I saw this meme uh, the other day. West Brom stealing from the rich and giving it to the poor, right? seeing the points and, and giving it to the other clubs, right? So it's just, it's funny to see that. Um, Man United still thinking they got this title race down pat. I don't think so. City's got the cup. I mean, I've said this to everybody else out there. Since Pepe signed that contract extension for the club, it just, everything turned around. It was like a good luck charm. It was a good omen for him in the club. And then just been winning games ever since. So it's just been nuts. Arsenal versus Leeds United 4-2. Aubameyang with the hat-trick. This is the Arsenal that we've been waiting and dying to see. These guys have been playing great football in this match. Unfortunately for Leeds because they were in a hot, you know, kind of form two, being top 10 and everything like that. But Arsenal, i got to give it to them. i got to give them the Aubameyang men of the match as well. They just played really solid. And if they keep on going here, Arteta's going to keep his job obviously, and uh, hopefully they can kind of race for that Europa League spot. It's going to be tough, but let's hope. Uh, Fulham against Everton. Fulham with the upset. Upset. I don't know what the hell. Everything was going on. It was a hot, hot mess for Everton. Ancelotti was like, guys, what the hell? Like, I think sipping that coffee on the sidelines, it was bad luck for that day. It was just crazy. That espresso, something was in that espresso for sure that day for, for Everton. West Ham against Sheffield United. West Ham, guys, holy. West Ham just surprising everybody. I think they're going to hit that Europa League spot. They should. They deserve it. They've got a great team. Sheffield United, unfortunately, I mean, they were having a good form too. Having excitement, picking up some points here and there. But they just couldn't. I I mean, I knew coming into this game, West Ham, we're, we're going to... We're going to dominate for sure. There was no tie. I mean, there were some people saying there was going to be a tie, whatever. Shove, shove with the with the last-minute upset, but no. West Ham are just doing great. I know Man United are going to be doing some shopping in West Ham for sure. Uh, same with Chelsea as well. 
I bet you any money, three, three or five players from that squad is are they're leaving for sure. They're going to bigger clubs because this this team's outstanding. I gotta give a plot to uh, Moise. He's just been keeping his cool, and I. I used to like you say like oh I just feel bad for Moyes because he always gets the shit in the sick with these clubs and stuff like that. But now finally, a, a club has met him in the middle, and they're just kind of running with it. So good job with West Ham and stuff like that. And we're gonna finish off with Chelsea and Newcastle. Uh, sorry, we got one more game after this, but uh, yeah, Chelsea Newcastle two nothing for uh, Chelsea. Timo scoring his first goal in a hundred days. That's it, guys. You've heard it here. A hundred days. They played well, though. I think with this new coach, Thomas, coming in here, he's just adding that German flavor to the side. I think he's kind of emphasizing and utilizing every single player and seeing what works, what doesn't. Kepa being great in the, behind the sticks, getting a second clean sheet. He will not be... The number one, though, Thomas has confirmed that Mendy's going to be uh, the the number one goalkeeper. That might set off some some blowing off some gears for Kepa, though. He might be pissed off. Uh, he might be, you know, kind of mad in locker room eating his enchiladas. Who knows? But if uh, if everything works well, they can still keep these great goalkeepers uh, there. But I think Kepa's going to leave anyways at the end of the season. I'm predicting Sevilla Valencia, but who knows? Maybe he'll stay, maybe he'll not. I think he's going to go. Last game I want to talk about is uh, Man City and Spurs. Wow, what a game. Wow, what a game. Like, it's just crazy. You see Gundogan, uh, this guy's Hulk, man. I don't know what he ate for breakfast or what he's eating right now. Uh, he was a stranger to the Man City side for the longest time. And now he's been picking up this form like nobody's business. It's crazy. Scoring the two goals. And did anybody did anybody see Sanchez eat shit? It was just crazy. I just trying hard not to laugh, but it was just crazy. My wife yelling and screaming in the other room, chucking chairs and stuff like that because she's a Spurs fan. So I I do feel for her, but I gotta support my team. Sorry, babe, I love you so much, but I gotta support my city. So great game, and uh, again, I think that um, City they're gonna win it. They're gonna win it. There's there's no doubts about that, and uh, and that's it. I I want I want Champions League though. I'm gonna be greedy as a City fan. I don't care about the Premier League. Give it to anybody else. Give it to Man United. I don't give a fuck. We want Champions League. We want Champions League. So that's the way how that that's gonna roll. All right, guys, so we're moving on to Bundesliga. Lesbig and Augsburg 2-1. Dortmund-Hoffenheim. This was an interesting game. Uh, I mean, Dortmund being my team for the Bundesliga, I think they should have won this. They were looking hot in the beginning, and they just kind of put their foot off the brake. With Dortmund, I don't know what it is with set pieces, but if you look at the set piece that they conceded against Hoffenheim, that wasn't even a tight wall. What the fuck was that, guys? Like, come on. Seriously, like they were caught sleeping, and um, and and they they suffered the draw. And I gotta give Dortmund shit. I don't know what's going on with them. Maybe it's the new intern coach coming in, kind of filling the spot. Who who knows? But like, come on, guys, you should do better. You're Dortmund. You're out. You're fighting for a European spot now. Uh, good luck for Champions League. Like, you know what I mean? I just this isn't a club that should be fighting for Europa. 
They should be fighting for Champions League. It, it's a given. But uh, Holland <laughs> looks like he was part of the Fight Club or joined a Fight Club. He scores that goal, and right away he goes up to play. He's like, "What? What? What do you want?" He's just like, "They're you know beak to beak. It's just crazy." So uh, I mean, it is what it is. They pick up the point, and uh, we move on. Leverkusen and Mainz two two. Wendell Brenham and Fürburg 0-0. A lot of draws uh, this weekend there, guys. Which, I don't know. I guess they didn't want to play football or pick up three points. Stuttgart and Hertha Berlin 1-1. Union Berlin and Schalke. Point being a gerbs of burpin. Sorry, guys. I'm a little bit of a stroke here. Uh, Schalke picking up that important point against Union Berlin. I don't know if it's going to be enough, obviously, for them to get relegated and stay up in the table. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Frankfurt, again, on a hot streak against Cologne. What what a team. Honestly, Silva just finding his form. Finding his form. It's crazy. I think that the Frankfurt has found their talisman. Obviously, he's going to be called up for the Portugal na uh, national team for sure. No doubt about that. And uh, we're going to be moving on to Wolfsburg and Muchengadlag 0-0. And this was a, a doozy today. This was kind of, this caught me off guard here. Bayern Munich. Yes, you've heard it right. Bayern Munich and Almania 3-3. What a, like, Bayern Munich caught sleeping. Obviously, tired from the Club World Cup match against Tigris. Which, again, I think that they should have won it more than just 1-0. But Bayern need to stop. I know they're kind of top of the table. They're dominating, but they they want to be the best. They gotta, especially Armenia. They need to stop sleeping against these teams here. So that's that, guys. Let's move on to uh, League. Uh, let's finally do that. Uh, PSG against Nice. No, uh, PSG played well. Don't get me wrong. They did some rotation on their squads just because you know they're facing Barcelona. Uh, in the coming Champions League fixtures. So obviously, Mr. Poch Poch over there, Pochy Boy, Lieutenant uh, Pochy Poo, wants to uh, kind of reserve their best players and just kind of see what he can do and, and work with what works best and not. And it and it worked out in their favor. I mean, Moise Keane and Icardi playing well together. Uh, nice picking up that goal after kind of a quick mistake from, you know, PSG captain Marquinhos. I mean, you shouldn't do that at all. I'm surprised that um, a Bappe played though. That's really, really dicey, especially coming up against Barcelona. But they came up with the three points, and there you go. Reigns and Lanes 1-1. Monty Pellier with the upset against Lyon. This was kind of crazy. Was not expecting that. Another game I did not expect was Monaco and Lorient 2-2. Monaco should have had this in the bag. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Uh, Dijon and Mims. Mims 2-0 against Dijon. Nantes beating Anger 3-1, which beautiful game by Nantes, by the way. They played absolute great football. Uh, Strasbourg and Mainz, 2-1 for Strasbourg. Uh, Saint-Étienne and Rennes, 2-0. Lille and Brest. Lille should have won this. I mean, guys, if you want to fight for the top of the table, you shouldn't be tying against these teams. I can tell you that. And Marseille, again... Suffering some more with a draw with Bardot. Um, and picking up a red card. Which, again, you shouldn't be doing these things. Marseille, you should be smartening up, waking up, smell the coffee. Smell the French coffee that you guys drink over there. I don't know what you guys do. But anyways, you shouldn't be doing that. Okay, so let's move on to Early Whispers. 
All right, on today's segment of the Early Whispers, we have confirmed, yes, that Dialed Appenkano has signed for FC Bayern Munich. This was coming there, guys. I mean, I saw this from a mile away. I mean, it was very cute that, you know, Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool thought they had a chance signing them, but there's no way. Bayern Munich, obviously, coming in, knuckles up high, saying, sign this motherfucking contract. You beast of a man. We don't give a fuck where you want to go. And obviously he's like, yes, I'm coming over. So watch out Bayern Munich. And sorry, watch out all teams against Bayern Munich. This is going to be a, a big wall in the back for sure for Bayern. Uh, other report. Um, this is a rumor. Um, so according to transfers, transfer football, um, Laporte from Man City. Might be going to Real Madrid. Yes. So there's other reports suggesting that Ramos might be leaving the Benerbao to join uh, everybody at Menu on the free. So, you know, Real Madrid need that replacement. And uh, what better way to sign Laporte? Now, the value is at $57 million for the Frenchman. I don't know if Man City are going to give him up that easily. Yes, he's prone for injuries. Yes, we have a fuck ton of center backs in the back. But again, I don't think it would be easy. Uh, for the for the player to go over there, Diego Costa going to Palmeiras, which is meh. I I don't really care for Diego Costa to be brutally honest. I think you, everybody knows me that I think he's a fucking asshole. To him to say, oh, it's been my boyhood dream, by my boyhood club to decide for Palmeiras. Oh my god, shut up! Like who are you trying to? Like, shut up. You're the Judas of Brazil. Everybody fucking hates you, bro. You switched over to Spain. Everybody hates you. Uh, so, I mean, the 32-year-old uh, could be joining up on a free uh, with two-year contract. Uh, should be coming f- done in the next couple of days. It's not confirmed yet. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Boca Juniors. Holy Boca Juniors. Uh, mission and plan. Is to sign Edison Cavani. Yes, I know this sounds weird as hell. It, it does make sense in another way. Uh, it doesn't make sense because he just signed for United. But uh, in the near future, Boca Juniors president has, has claimed that they're going to make Cavani their top transfer prosp- uh, priority uh, in the coming months, summer, or within the year. We'll see what happens there. I think that'd be great for the player. I think Boca Juniors, again, Boca Juniors, the Argentine League is a great league. Everybody sleeps on that league. Everyone should be sleeping on that league. They should be picking up a converter and just be watching. And even with or without the fans, it's it's still a crazy league. Um, moving on to uh, Milan. Milan won uh, by Pobega from Spezia. He's attracting big, big clubs in Serie A. His worth is about 10 to 15 mil. Other interests are coming from clubs like Frankfurt, Leeds, Leicester City. And, uh, I mean, who knows, right? It's just, it's it's crazy. He is is a Milan player um, and stuff like that. Milan put the price tag of 10 to 15 mil. But he's, Milan have no intentions of selling him, and he will turn in the summer. So that's from Sembra Milan, and uh, and that's it, guys. Oh, and one more thing: it's official. Gladback manager Marco Rose will take over at Borussia Dortmund at the end of the season, 
And this came from official from the Bundesliga website. I know I don't talk about coaches that much, but it's very interesting to see coaches uh, going from club uh, to other clubs and stuff like that. This is a great, great signing for uh, Borussia Dortmund. They need this for sure. Marco Rose, uh, what he's done with Borussia Mönchengladbach has been great, has been killer. I think he's going to do um, a great job there. Obviously, Gladbach fans are not going to be happy. They're going to be fucking pissed. But uh, we'll see what happens for next season. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Kicking Cleats. We're going to be talking to you really soon. And uh, hopefully I can drop some news on a new guest coming up. So, guys, stay safe. Play some footy. Kick some people in the fucking heads. And fucking manja. Ciao, guys.